0: You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. All right. Welcome to another episode of The Big Possible. This is Noah Scott signing on with yet another incredible guest today. Our guest, Kyle Duran, is the CEO and founder, a co-founder of The NetVR. He has a Bachelor of Science in, at, from Oregon State University. And Kyle's first stint of VR dates back to the launch of the Nintendo Virtual Boy in 95. He's been passionate about gaming ever since. Another passion of his is continually striving to be a positive leader. So it's only fitting he's become, as such, of a growing gaming company. What is up, Kyle? And welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm doing great, yourself. Epic, epic. So Kyle, take a minute and just uh, outside of that beat that bio there, do you want to just give us a little insight on, on who you are and what you do? So I'm Kyle
1: Dorn. I'm the CEO of the NetVR, and I started a gaming company. <laughs> just one off, one day decided, hey, uh, let's bring gaming to the rest of the world. Uh, this was pre-pandemic, 2019, and... I, I started I get I got into gaming got back into gaming after my parents and everyone told me hey get out of video games get out of video games you know uh, some of the social platforms started increasing and blowing up uh, in the arena and then uh, I just started I wanted to be able to bring everything together inside of a platform that everybody could use mm. uh that's been, that's been a big challenge to try and get everybody to use the virtual space uh the same but uh it's been one that that's been very enlightening and fun so far
0: yeah well i mean you can see why everyone listening why i wanted Kyle on the show it's it's this we're all about taking risks and and braving the unknown as we build things that are seemingly impossible so um, with that in mind, Kyle, do you want to share a story, you know, of a time that you were maybe taking a big risk and, and doing something that seemed impossible? And what was going through going on at your head at the time when you were when you're doing this? And ideally, what was the end result? I mean,
1: my big risk, I mean, is the company that I started. I mean, that is for me, it's it is hey, I you know, I'm a manufacturing technician inside of, I mean, I package uh, you know, biopharmaceutical um drugs as my day job so uh everyone was like hey who who who's this kid in with no background no experience no ceo no venture capital that's going to start a big huge tech company um <laughs> and compete on a social media platform uh th- that was my start that's where i wanted to go with with the idea um it's it's been interesting i've started to slowly gain traction and people that have kind of fallen been like yes that is actually the most brilliant idea and the way that you describe how the world and the virtual world should work together um a lot of people are like hey you're you know you're a vr guy you know you're stuck in a headset i'm like no 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 it it's much bigger than that the you know there's the virtual world and the real reality um are two different separate paths um, and if you look at it from that kind of lens, you start to see a lot of different patterns in, in social disconnects. You start to see um, how socially you can also connect on a deeper level um, if you kind of give into the virtual space. Uh, and so that that's kind of our path and our journey that we've been on so far.
0: It's, it's really beautiful. I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the mindset and the psychology that goes into tackling something that is bigger than yourself because a lot of times most people when faced with a challenge that is beyond their ability most people do what they give up right and it, or they they realize that okay this is it. and then we get these stories of like oh yeah i thought of that app idea oh yeah i i did this <laughs> yep. and but you know the difference between that is it's kind of like this david and goliath thing like you're you're realizing that this is way bigger than than you anticipated but yet here you are still going. What what is what does it take in, in the mindset to be able to to know that this is a big challenge and then to continue to persevere? Um so definitions.
1: So that's really and I know this sounds kind of like, hey, step one, what's the definition? Uh when when we started VR. We we immediately jumped in twenty nineteen. We we put headsets on. We were hey, this is super cool. It lasted about three months and we were like, hey, we're putting these things down. No, no one's gonna use these. Um, but we kind of kept the name. Uh you know, the, the domain name was much cheaper with with the net versus the net.com. I think one was fifteen dollars <laughs> and one was thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> so uh, you know, we added the the name, but we started we we broke it down really and focused on definitions. So, what is reality? Um, and it's space, time, and matter. And if you go in, you search Google and you look at the definition of the word, it's space, time, and matter. But most people don't care about that. Like we we no nobody was going to want to hear me pitch time, space, and matter. We tried, it it always falls flat. Um, but we looked at the principles of that, and we and we really started to look and see, hey you know, how significant are these principles to the virtual space and that a lot of people don't don't see or maybe they're not aware of. Uh, and then we started talking in those aspects. Like when we talk about time, we talk about being live. So this is most likely going to be a recorded. So someone will see this in past time um, versus you and I talking right now, we are live. Like this is the best time. Uh, <laughs> and then like if you, if you look at space, like 3D space, um, real reality, you know, I'm in a three dimensional space, but right now you and I are stuck in this 2D screen that we're going to present later. Uh, and so when you start talking and kind of how the different realities mix, um, it gets super interesting and it gets a lot of people excited because their mind starts going like, oh, that makes so much more sense why I can't sleep at night because virtual reality doesn't have a circadian rhythm for our mm-hmm. biological bodies. Um, and you can just start really intertwining better kind of philosophical conversations. Um, if you have really good definitions and and principles.
0: I, okay, I got it. And then, you know, in terms of, in terms of just like the business side of things, right. So, uh, you have the central like sort of mission that's fueling you to keep going and, and, and to get things off the ground. How do you, how do you, figure out from A to Z or A to B even um, like what the next steps are. Like, how do you get your research in terms of what product are we going to launch next? How are we going to get it out there? You know, how do you as a, as a founder go out there and and hone those skills of, of, you know, developing the product and getting it out to the world?
1: The, uh, trial and error. So it, it's just try over and over and over and over again, uh, watching and watching other companies trial and error as well and learning from their mistakes that's usually a little easier watching somebody yeah. else kind of kind of trial and error. At, hey, you know, look at, look at the current VR companies that are out there. What are they doing? That's really been successful. What are they doing? That's, that's not working. Um, and that's, that's really what we've done so far is trial and error, you know, try to launch, um, a streaming platform at first, realize that nobody wants to really stream on a small platform where there's just not a, a big community. And, to grow a community it takes a lot of time or money you know money can shorten up uh some durations there with advertising and whatnot but you know our our founders my team we we really wanted to make sure we did everything organically um we didn't want to pay for advertisements we didn't want to we wanted to just meet people and then grow on one-on-one conversations and it's slow but it's um a lot more meaningful
0: mm interesting yeah you know, it's fascinating, the the, the evolution of VR. And I, it's, I'd love to hear just kind of your take on where things are going. Um, I actually got into VR back in the whatever the wave was around 2016 or something when it was like all 360 video came out. And I remember I like pivoted my business, which was kind of doing well, we had like a great core product. And I was like, well, let's get into VR. And we I just blew like $30,000 on these GoPro cameras. And <laughs> A stitching software and i learned how to stitch and we made a bunch of content and then it was like dead so, so like you know what do we expect in the vr space like it's still early but how early is it and uh and and like when when do you think things are going to be um like home ready
1: got it uh so I mean, so if, if you if you read up on on what we do, we kind of like we're reinventing virtual reality in the wake of the metaverse. That's our that's our thing. I think uh, Mark's going to take over the head mounted displays um, and hopefully take them out of the VR scope. Um, if you really if you rewind back to 1990, that's really when VR became popular. Um, the Godfather of VR was created then. VPL Research was there. Um, so if you look at the history, but what happened in the 1990s specifically was. Virtual reality took this head-mounted display, very equipment-specific path. But then on the right-hand side, you also had this other 3D gaming. You had Nintendo. They started coming out with 3D games. Um, You had all these 3D aspects. Um, And what you see happening right now, specifically, is cross-platform. So wait a minute. If you go from cross-platform, what cross-platform is, is it's just using the same equipment Sorry, not the same equipment. You're using the same fundamental 3D space um, with different types of equipment. So it can be a, a head-mounted display or a VR headset, if most people generally like that term, or it can be an Xbox or it can be a PC or it can even be your cell phone. Um, this new crossplay is really going to kind of revolutionize the virtual reality or metaverse or whatever you want to call it, where it's really 3D space, and then you get to choose which type of equipment you want to use, To get that immersive, at immersive level. So if you want really, really high immersive, um, or if you want really, really high immersion, use a VR headset. If you want really low immersion, but you still want to be there in the 3D space, use your cell phone. Um, Yeah, that's so. Where do I see you know VR going? I I do believe I see it um, coming together as cross-platform, and most most of the the leading industry leaders also see that um, coming as well. A lot of the VR Companies that have been successful have pivoted away from VR. They 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 don't even call themselves VR anymore. Like Rec Room is a really good example of that. Um, you know they were they started in VR and then they're like, oh hey, let let's 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 pivot and just go to a desktop uh, display, and it it's worked for them extremely well.
0: I love that. It's kind of like the 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 migration from a responsive website. You know, at the beginning, it's like you you had you had to build your website both for the PC, and then the cell phone. And then now it's like the responsiveness is just built in. That's, you know, it's a really good way to to put the evolution of where things are going. And it's, it's fascinating that it's just coming to light, that that's sort of how we're going to be interacting with these virtual spaces. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Okay. So I'd like to, I'd like to transition um, some of our, our conversation just around, you know, tips and advice you might have for some early stage founders who are, are, basically maybe they've got a cool idea maybe it's you know maybe it's tech space maybe it's art maybe it's business uh what what advice would you give an early stage startup founder to to just really hit the gate out um strong you know and to make sure that they've got their their habits dialed in to make sure that they're they're they know what's coming uh have a thick skin would be advice number one
1: uh thick skin uh you're going to get people that are going to tell you your idea is the stupidest thing ever and that you should stop. And you're also going to get people on the other side that are going to say, Hey, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, you've got to have sk- thick skin. Cause if, if you hear one no and you're like, okay, I- I'm done with my idea. Um, get a couple more opinions uh, and and listen to everybody. So if you've got a lot of people that are telling you, Hey, this is a bad idea. Then, then maybe you should, or you do need to pivot. But if you also have people on the other side that are like, yes, that's a good idea. Keep going. Um, you got to be able to listen and then take a step back. And I think one having a thick skin and then two being able to, to understand and listen to people that are telling you, you know, what to do is very, very important um, mm. as a first time, as a first time founder.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's, it's so critical. And, you know, we, we were talking earlier, you are mentioning about the, the feedback from the community. Um, what is, you know, how do you, how do you go about building community and, and establishing these one-on-one conversations? Because it sounds like it's very high touch when you're, when you're working with prospects, when you're working with customers, it's very high touch. What are some of the, the ways that you, um, that you build the community around you and how have you found, uh, what have you found to be particularly helpful in that process?
1: Uh, you, you gotta go to where they're at. So you, you gotta go to them. Um, real life it, Real life, real reality is still number one networking. When we went through COVID, we had no clue what we were doing. Uh, kind of coming out of COVID now, uh, in-person networking events started to come back. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what you guys used to do before. Because we, we hadn't really started. You know, it was 2019, September 2019. We only had like four months to really like, we were still trying to figure out, you know, up from down. At that point, we didn't realize how important networking was. We got into the virtual networking and, oh, it's just <laughs> it it's 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 not as good but you got to get face to face with with people uh super important um as far as you know networking goes
0: fantastic cool and i think we'll finish we'll finish up with uh my favorite question and it's really about decision making so i i ask every guest on the show how they approach decisions because at the end of the day our dreams are built on the actions we take our actions are ultimately built on the decisions we make on a day-to-day basis so do you have either like a mental model that you use or a framework when you're faced with either a tough decision or just even your day-to-day? And how do you approach that?
1: Whew. This is a good question. My mental day-to-day, I mean, confidence, I that's one of the big things for me is just confidence, having confidence in a decision that you make and standing behind it. Um, listening to your peers, though, is... If if you go to make a decision, uh, uh, just a blank decision about something, and you didn't get enough uh, input from before, knowing when to stop pushing your decision is is very crucial, I think, in in decision making. So, if you make a decision and it's not the right decision, knowing when this, you, you kind of run over this cliff of like, hey, I got to keep doing, we got to keep going, we got to keep trying this, versus if you get a lot of your peers that are saying, Hey, stop trying that, stop trying that. Sometimes you have to like annoy or ignore them. And this is the part about being a leader. That's very you have to ignore that and you have to keep pushing and drive till, you know, it's successful. Um, Or you got to listen to them and maybe take a step back. Uh, My philosophy is to try and get as much information as you can before you make a decision. Uh, Not every decision is foolproof, especially when you're kind of, leaping out into the bounds of a startup or trying to create something new uh that's very difficult because you know you're wading into the unknown like <laughs> you got to be able to make quick on the fly decisions um you know hey this is our path is this, this this is you set your path out there far enough uh, in advance you gotta be able to get there but you know between here and there you're gonna make 50 other decisions that are that are that are very, very important. Um, and, and making sure you have a very good network behind you that are trying to keep you focused in on that 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 vision and that goal to get down there. Um, so I guess that's kind of my, my philosophy behind decision making, making sure you've got that overarching decision and then making quick, quick decisions to be able to get there.
0: I love it. I love it, and I, I'm sure as a gamer, you you've you've uh, you refine that process because it's you know look at you look at poker is one of the things that you have to make so many decisions quickly, and there's a lot of stakes involved, and you don't have all the input, but you have to get as much information as you can to make the best decision. So, yeah, really, really epic. Cool. Poker is a also, great example. Yeah. So, how do we? How do our listeners support you, and how do we all stay in touch? uh, for right now,
1: I mean, LinkedIn's my most social network that I currently use. Uh, you can follow me there, uh, and see my updates, or posts about virtual reality. Um, we've got some funny new little content, hopefully coming up here shortly. Uh, and just, yeah, LinkedIn is my,
0: my, my most active, uh, place that we post. Beautiful. And it's just Kyle Duran on LinkedIn. Yep. Great. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and keep up the good fight thank you for having me that's it for this episode of the big possible show this is noah scott signing out to let you know i appreciate you for being here of course if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback visit apple and drop a review that review will help other people find the show and it also gives me a signal that hey people are out there listening with that may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures and i'll see you right here for the next episode